And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. I am your host, Joel, and man, technology, Matt, it's been kicking my ass this week. I wanted to make this the first show <laughs> that I did on my brand new gaming streaming computer that I'm so happy about, but instead of getting it to work, I just I just tore my beard out with anger <laughs> all, all all for two days. Yeah, you couldn't get your screen working. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got the actual box. I got the big thing. It's right over here. Put it together, made it all nice, screwed in the little uh, glass part so you can see all the inner workings. Then came time to put the cable in and hook it up to a monitor. No signal. No signal. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is just a simple HDMI issue, right? Then they're like, oh, we'll try plugging it in and out again. Try, you know, holding the button for 30 seconds. Nothing nothing i talked to you thankfully later that night and you're like okay you plugged into an hdmi port yes and i'm like yeah is it a regular <laughs> hdmi port or is it the one that goes into the graphics card um i don't know the difference <laughs> know the difference joel and matt being very respectful it's like well find out which one is your graphics card so i then pull out the <laughs> manual <laughs> and start looking it up and i'm like okay which one of you shiny boys is the is the graphics card i eventually find that out fine i find a secret hidden hdmi <laughs> by the uh, graphics card only to realize oh this isn't going to take a regular hdmi cord i'm going to need like a like a dvid or something no no so i went yeah so i went to the store and got one today and I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. I, I screwed the little things in. I'm like, all right, time to hook it up to my Asus Mana. Oh, fuck, this one isn't ready for it. I need a goddamn adapter for it. You need an it. adapter. <laughs> I need an adapter. And here's the thing. If I had gotten the monitor I originally wanted, it would have been ready for a gaming PC, and it wouldn't have been a problem. The thing is, is that the monitor I wanted from Best Buy, they're like, oh, sorry there, Chief, you know, uh, you gotta you gotta send that away online, and the sale's only for today, but, you know, we can help you walk out right now with one of equal or greater value, and I'm like, fine, fine, whatever, I gotta, I gotta send away for the computer anyway, I'm getting, you know, someone to build it for me, just let, let me walk out of here with something, please, let me have one little victory today. And the Ace i have even though it's nice is not ready for what i need it so yeah i need i need a goddamn adapter and that's what i'm gonna do tomorrow <laughs> and then and then matt you were here for this when we started up the show uh i don't know if it was the new skype update or the new obs update but they're like we're not gonna recognize your microphone anymore joel a lot of programs seem to do that nowadays when you like you have like a preset for it and then you get like the update and it's like like you need to like re-put in all like your your like headphones or your microphones yep. like, it pisses me off to no end my favorite thing about obs is i set it and forget it i yep. found a system <laughs> where it records you records me and i can just leave it at that yeah not this time apparently no no it didn't want to do it i'm also still experimenting with light in my new filming space i put a light up higher now i don't know if it's too bright now a little bit too bright but i can fix that okay that's good here I can, I'll, I'll move it away a little bit too <laughs> again this is the complete opposite of the problem i normally have where it's like you're too dark joel we can barely see you matt's got to turn up the light now he's got to turn the light back down <laughs> i'll i'll figure it out i i actually signed up for amazon prime too for the first time ever i got a new mouse pad because i have a mouse now for the first time ever i never thought i'd actually need a mouse again that's not on a laptop so i ordered a mouse pad some led lights and an extra long ethernet cable and that's that's what my week's been <laughs> perfect 
it's it's hard joining the PC master race, Matt. There's a lot of <laughs> bars for entry. It's a it's a gated society. You keep uh, what is it, friggin' you know, console plebs like me away. <laughs> making me jump through hoops but enough about my week how was yours pretty good pretty good it's been since i've started my new job i've had time to catch up with all my comics because i've got like mm -hmm. a pile that's literally taller than me uh to catch yeah. up on uh so and... it's, it's been good to catch up on comics that i hadn't read yet from like three weeks ago <laughs> some good books yeah yeah some definitely some good books again you know we're at the time in the year now where I really thought we were running out of topics for news, but there's actually, you know, quite a fair amount of things to talk about. I didn't have to pull too much out of my ass this week for the news segment. No, no. So should we get to the news segment then? Let's do it. Now that we've gotten old business out of the way, new business out of the way, it's time to move to the news. <laughs> so uh, here's a crazy one to start us off in what I like to call, well, this came out of left field news. Uh, Aquaman the Trench is being developed as a spinoff. And when we say the trench, we mean the weird fish monsters who were in the movie for maybe a couple minutes. Yeah, well, they're thinking maybe that should be a horror movie now because Aquaman was so popular. <laughs> yeah, it... Why? Why? And the trench aren't even, like, something that's, like, long history in comics. They're in, like, what, 12 issues of a Jeff Johns run, if that? They... They began in the New 52. They are as old as the New 52. They were his first big antagonists. Yeah, and what a strange... Like, of all the things that is in in Aquaman, all the... Like, that, that weird sort things. of hollow earth place, that ancient Atlantean subcultures and everything. Uh, mm. The trench. Those Cthulhu monsters. Yeah. People love the Cthulhu. They tested so high, Matt. People were there with their little <laughs> dials, and they turned them up all the way when the fish monsters were on screen. <laughs> uh, who am I kidding? They're like, actually, the fish monsters tested really well in China, and they have a great history of aquatic death monsters, so we're going to sell this directly to the Chinese market. That's exactly what they're doing. Again, I'm half joking, but only half. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, now can we put some giant robots in there too? Can the trench be fought by giant robots? Maybe. Can we, can we do a tie-in with Pacific Rim? Just saying, can we? <laughs> of all the dumb spin-offs I've heard for potential DC movies, this maybe isn't the worst because it's like, yeah, you know, don't have Aquaman and just make it a horror movie with fish monsters. Yeah, it's still like this is like the company that. This is the only company, as I said on Twitter, that can legally make movies like Superman, Batman, yeah, you know, all these, but they want to do this. <laughs> but they want to do that. Look, Matt, we're not used to having big hits. We don't know what to do with success. <laughs> we don't know what to do with our hands. <laughs> the box office has told us they like Aquaman, so get ready for the Aquaman Extended Universe. You're going to get a Trench movie, uh, and you're going to get a Dr. Shin movie, and you're going to get a movie about those bikers that hassled uh, Aquaman <laughs> in the bar. What were they doing? You don't know. Maybe it was interesting. <laughs> uh. <laughs> every every minor character in Aquaman will get a movie. Hey, you joke. This, this is like, this is they didn't learn from that Sony leak. Remember when Sony was like, we're going to do a... It's all going to be related to Spider-Man. We're going to have, like, an Aunt May movie. And... An Aunt May origin movie. <laughs> yeah, this is like that. That's what the people want. Again, we joke this will probably never get made. This is probably just something they were kicking around. Yeah, it could go in. Oh, it might get made because it's Aquaman related. Um, 
but yeah, this this goes into that that huge pile of like things that they announce. Like, it seems like every other week they're announcing something new. We'll put the we'll put that right next to the cyborg movie and that <laughs> Green Lantern movie. <laughs> And Gotham City Sirens, maybe. <laughs> but hey, you know what? I'll tell you, as far as their ideas go, it's no Super Pets. They're apparently working yeah. on that, too. And they, they're not sure whether it's going to be animated or live action either. So. What, what, what studio problems? Look, so we got this killer pitch about the pets of superheroes, right? Oh, well, you got to make that. Is it going to be live action or animated? Oh, oh, we have a choice? <laughs> oh, so much personal abilities. <laughs> Oh man, you know the sky's the limit. Look, you know what? We we gotta go back on developing this one, guys. Look, it, it can be live action or animated. We don't know. Yeah. Hey, if it, if it makes all those people that are they're calling for the the Snyder cut angry, I'm more than happy to have it. You know, this is what I, Zack Snyder wanted a super pet suit. <laughs> this is what he was building towards. This uh, all roads lead to super pet. This is what that pretentious shirt he made was referencing. <laughs> super pets is adorable i can't get mad at super pets though i actually hope that gets made and don't be shocked if it's like a huge surprise success because people love superheroes people love cute animals who, who do you reckon is going to be in obviously like crypto streaky oh, nah. um are we gonna do a new ace the bat hound ace the bat hound definitely um, you gotta you got get the golden trinity of super pets in there is what you need that's what the fans want that's what they paid their money for <laughs> uh wonder what was wonder woman's wonder i know wonder woman had one what was her uh the superman family had so many there was yeah, Beppo, was... the super monkey comet the super horse yeah yeah they had like a heap yeah you, did, you could did... you could make chip the leader the, the green lantern chip. there you go oh oh wonder woman had a kangaroo a hopper yeah yeah that's whatever. right that's right <laughs> again people you like wonder woman you like that wonder woman movie uh, what if Gal Gadot hung out with a kangaroo? What if she that rode a kangaroo through World War Two? <laughs> what if she rode a kangaroo and that kangaroo had side adventures with other people's animals? <laughs> Again, give the, you, them your fucking money now. <laughs> See, th this is why people are like, man, the golden age, you couldn't adapt any of that. It's so fucking weird. No, you just explain some of this shit to people and they have to see it. Wonder Woman <laughs> has a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> think about it <laughs> love it love it to death Ooh, ooh, and the villain they can fight that red lantern cat oh yeah dexter. yeah dexter we'll fight the stupid red lantern cat i'm, I'm sure lex luther oh uh, uh joker has pets he has the two hyenas he has bud yep. and lou named after abbott and costello yep does luther have a pet luther feels like the sort of guy who wouldn't have a pet because that I... would mean having to care for something no no i feel like he'd have something like like a bengal tiger or something Oh, like a rich guy cartel animal. Yeah. Like, I bought this tiger as a status symbol, and now I just don't pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. Stripes Luther is his name. <laughs> just the most pissed off tiger. It's like Mike Tyson's tiger from Hangover. <laughs> See, the more we talk about this movie, the more I'm like, no, there's, there's something here. You can put something together here. You could do something. You could do something with this one. Hey, you know what? I, I will say, Trench not my favorite idea i don't hate it super pets great idea but i think we can all agree the worst idea is actually something that's being made right now uh so that alfred origin show is actually happening on epics like i thought that was a joke or at least that it would have been shit can by now N no it's actually happening that we saw our first picture of alfred today actually um we did and yeah it's r-rated and it's like alfred fighting jack the ripper's descendants or something <laughs> i 
don't know. <laughs> ow, ow. I need to take my crazy pills, Matt. <laughs> Why? Uh, Who thought this was a good idea of a show? Again, it already sounds like its own parody where it's like, I can't I can't make fun of you, Alfred Show or Pennyworth or whatever the hell they're gonna call it. I can't I can't make fun of you, you're already the dumbest thing. It's it sounds like what originally it sounds like is that oh we had this like one episode story we wanted to tell on Gotham, but we had no uh, way of actually getting there. Oh we'll, we'll just make a whole TV show about it. <laughs> Because it, gets even it sounds like a one-episode thing, like, oh, Alfred telling him the story of how he fought Jack the Ripper. <laughs> no, this is too good. This needs to be 26 episodes. <laughs> With the option for a second season. Oh, my God. <laughs> this It's so dumb, even something like Teen Titans Go, which is already a comedy and already intentionally dumb. Their movie made a joke about that, saying, man, you know, Batman oversaturation is so bad, it's only a matter of time until we get a fucking Alfred show or movie. (laughs) And and then it actually happened. Maybe that's what, like, like an exec heard that and it's like, they're genius. Genius. (laughs) We'll make it tomorrow. I can do that. (laughs) God damn it. But yeah, that's uh that's friggin' the Aquaman Trench thing and several other projects that DC Warner Brothers has coming down the pipeline. Be sure to listen to us every week as these stories develop. We'll we'll give you what you need to know. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it. And uh speaking of other things that uh, Warner Brothers has working here, obviously, you know, the the hunt for Batman is on. Who will be the new Batman actor? Batman 2019. Assuming they actually cast him this year, they have to 2021 to make the movie, so we don't know. <laughs> maybe they'll wait. Maybe they'll wait right to 2021 to cast him. <laughs> like the day before release. <laughs> that's that's how serious they're taking this hunt for Batman, Matt. But, you know, uh, about a dozen different names have been rumored and been thrown out there. Uh, I, of course, uh, said how I wouldn't mind Adam Driver last week. This week, after seeing Overlord, I've now changed my mind. Wyatt Russell oh yeah yeah right he was really good in that film he's excellent in that film overlord in general is yeah. a really goddamn good movie. if you missed that one and i feel lots of people did miss it at the box office do yourself a favor and see it it's a zombie nazi war movie but the cool thing about it is that like the first 80 percent of the movie is just a straight up regular good war movie and then like the extra icing is oh fuck and then zombies happen <laughs> yeah i missed it at the cinemas mainly because none of the cinemas in my area were playing it yeah, I think this one really got screwed. This one has cult movie written all over it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Wyatt Russell for Batman. He's inherited a lot of the genetic coolness of his father. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, was, he was so good in that. And I'm sure the studios are like, no, 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 he can't be Batman. We're already trying to get him to be Snake Plissken in whenever we decide to <laughs> reboot Escape from New York. Oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do gonna it. That, you know there's like executives standing outside his house all the time Wyatt, Wyatt, read the script Wyatt, do, do the thing no they'll just read they'll, they'll make Snake Plissken the rock since they're doing that with the big trouble in Little China remake they make the rock play him in that <laughs> again the, the the rock is only one man Matt the rock can't be everywhere at once yes he can, can he? yes he can <laughs> or can he? <laughs> he is the most electrifying man in Hollywood entertainment I mean you know <laughs> He has muscles on muscles. <laughs> I, I heard he wrestles bears for fun. Because <laughs> he can do it. 
But yeah, so uh, the crazy rumor, the craziest new rumor that's actually gaining a lot of traction. I don't believe it, but truth be told, we live in such a crazy time with casting, I'm willing to believe just about anything. Uh, apparently, one of the names getting floated around is Robert Pattinson, the Twilight guy. Yeah, eh, I don't know. To me, mm -hmm. he still has too much of the stink of Twilight on him. Yes, I know he's done other things and he's gotten good reviews and stuff. I actually kind of liked him in uh, that Water for Elephants movie, but again, he's he doesn't really do much in that movie. That's really all about watching Christoph Waltz be crazy Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Just beating the shit out of circus animals and being a <laughs> bastard. Oh, no. <laughs> Is Christoph Waltz too old to be Batman? Can we cast him? <laughs> yes, yes. Alfred. Is... He could be Alfred. <laughs> oh, that's fine, too. Yeah, let's... I, I was gonna say Colin Firth, but yeah, let's cast a creepy Austrian guy <laughs> to be Alfred. <laughs> Master Bruce, what are you doing again, Master Bruce? Are you running around in that bad costume? I thought we talked about this. <laughs> what about that? Just a movie where Alfred is creepier than anything. <laughs> and that guy raised Bruce. No wonder he turned out crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy who fought Jack the Ripper. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon now. That actually happened. <laughs> How do you do that? But it's like, oh, well, you know, in the comics, you know, uh, Alfred, he, uh, he worked for MI6. He was a spy. How do you take he was a spy for MI6? And it's like, and he fought Jack the Ripper. <laughs> he just, they, they're, oh, they're both British things. <laughs> that, that, that's some really dumb overpaid or overworked screenwriter being like, uh, MI6 British, uh, Jack the Ripper British? Someone had, okay. a, someone had an unused shitty script for a James Bond film where he fought like a villain who was like a descendant from Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Right. Or it would be one of those things where it's like, can he fight Dr. Moriarty? It's like, Sherlock Holmes isn't real, but, but Batman is real. Uh, uh, let's just make it Jack the Ripper, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so Robert Pattinson, again, I still think he's got too much of the Twilight stink on him. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did pick him, and maybe this is the thing that finally lets him break through and prove to everyone, you know, I'm more than just the Twilight guy now, but I don't know. Yeah, he's done some movies like that that, like, when you see them and think oh yeah well, why this is kind of like breaking that but like nothing ever happened after it mm. you just kept making it, like small like art house films and stuff like that eh. if you're gonna do the teen heartthrob tries to make good and tries to break the mold of being a teen heartthrob i think you should do a zach efron because i think he's already done more to try and break that stigma and he's been in stuff i've really liked and i think he's totally washed off the stink of his more teeny bopper stuff what, what what was he in was he in like those high school musical movies yeah yeah okay see i see i don't even conflate him with that anymore because i think he's thoroughly washed that stink off now oh he has he just played ted bundy in a new film and it's really good oh shit. see there you go see he's got the darkness in him yeah and people people are gonna like him in that film that's what you gotta do you gotta find an actor you gotta search your soul and find the darkness <laughs> do you have the darkness that should be the first question when you're casting a new batman look we're not gonna get you to read anything do any monologues try on any costumes but do you have the darkness <laughs> well do you <laughs> and just see how they answer that question <laughs> See, that's what we need to do, Matt. We need to make like a crazy obstacle course for the person who eventually becomes Batman. You start with Do You Have the Darkness, then you throw a batarang at them and see how they react. <laughs> that's the whole course. <laughs> if they flinch, they can't be Batman, but if they catch it in their teeth, then they get to be Batman. <laughs> now you have to cross the field of fire 
they just, you know, throw a bunch of hot coals down. If you can pass the field of fire, then you can be Batman. <laughs> then on the other side, it's just a bunch of guys with kendo sticks, and they just start whipping their ass. <laughs> now, now you must be jumped in by the Batmans of the past. They get, like, Michael Val yeah, Kilmer <laughs> sitting on the other side with baseball bats. But you want it? Do you really want to be Batman? <laughs> How badly do you want this? And then George Clooney spits acid in your eyes. <laughs> Maybe not real acid, though. Maybe, like, you know, like, I don't know, uh, vinegar. Yeah, lemon, vinegar. lemon juice or something. <laughs> there you go. Do you want it? How badly do you want it? <laughs> I thought I wanted it until I didn't. <laughs> I should know. I survived Batman and Robin. What are you going to do, punk? I own a satellite. <laughs> I own a satellite, yeah. This this is the hot new reality show, Batman's of the past, just beating the shit out of <laughs> new young actors to see how much they want it. Uh. <laughs> uh, we call it Hollywood. <laughs> how much do you want to be Batman? Now you have to take an awkward car ride with Brian Singer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's how you got to survive. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Run through the gauntlet of sexual predators. If you survive, yeah, you could be Batman. Wait, you mean half of Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, run down Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> Could you survive an awkward car ride with Joe Rogan? I don't want to get in a car ride with Joe Rogan. <laughs> He's always sweaty. Yeah, always. <laughs> then I guess you don't want to be Batman then. Uh. You know, the guys in Marvel don't have to go through this. No, they go through much worse. <laughs> You don't know that. You think Chris Evans is nice all the time. You don't know what he had to do to be Captain America. <laughs> he had, put he him had to be in Fantastic Four, goddammit. Uh, exactly. He, he earned that through torture. Hey, you know why you don't see Sam Worthington and Jai Courtney anymore? Because Chris Evans had to kill them in a kumite to absorb their power. <laughs> that's it. That's it. The, the, to become Batman, you have to fight ten rounds in the kumite. <laughs> The ghosts of actors pass. Oh no, can you get over Taylor Kitsch? <laughs> Remember him? He was in things. Now he's not in things anymore. <laughs> hey, was he? He played what's his name? That guy killed everyone at that church. That uh, oh, yeah. uh, what was, I can't remember what it was called. Um, they, uh, Kingsman. No, they they all no. Um, he's that cult leader. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the cult was called. Not uh, Heaven's uh, Gate. Heaven's... Not Heaven's Gate. No, the, the other one, Branch Davidians. Oh, the... Branch of it. The the less famous one, the Diet Pepsi of Heaven's Gate. <laughs> the one where it's like, oh, are you the guys who uh, wore sneakers and drank the Kool Aid that killed you? No, no, we were the other guys. <laughs> oh. If you're not first, you're last in the cult game. <laughs> You know, I like to think of the comic multiverse fan base as a cult. What's well? What's our doctrine, Matt? <laughs> uh... If you if you give praise unto us every every Wednesday at eight a.m. That's that's our <laughs> church Sunday. And when I put up the show, if you give us thanks and praise and render unto us, you will you will get to go to multiverse heaven. <laughs> what is it? Ah, it's just like regular heaven, except more velvet ropes. <laughs> Except nerdier and way more velvet. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's Robert Pattinson as Batman, everyone. Yeah, it, it could happen. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hope they go with it. Uh, an unknown, though. Yeah, that's either go unknown or, again, harken back to the era when you got Michael Keaton. 
get a character actor because mm-hmm. everyone's gonna see it anyway because it's fucking Batman. Get a really good actor. Yeah. Let let them inhabit the character and not the other way around. Yeah, much like Michael Keaton, get someone who everyone's go what what him yeah that guy that comedy actor. Exactly. Yeah, get someone you would never expect. Danny McBride is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> In the role even his friends didn't know about. <laughs> Seth Rogen is the Joker. <laughs> oh, I would pay to see that. I would. Def- He'd be into it too. He's really into comic books and stuff. He really would. I mean, he made that shitty Green Hornet movie. Of course. Yeah, he's and he's pre- he produces the Boys and Preacher. So exactly. So he would jump at the chance to do that. <laughs> and Dave Franco is Harley Quinn because why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> It's, we'll just get all... it's 2021 guys <laughs> yeah just get all of us yeah exactly we'll, we will be so far in the future by that <laughs> whatever you think you care about now you won't care about at all in 2021 <laughs> we're we're basically almost to spider-man 2099 levels of future <laughs> we're all gonna have jet packs and i mean you know we'll be recovering from the newest alien invasion <laughs> Our computers will have gone nuts and tried to kill us. Dave Franco as Harley Quinn is the last thing you're going to be worried about. (laughs) Uh, But yes, moving on from there. uh, So here's something interesting. Obviously, you know, the rights uh, to all the uh, Marvel uh, X-Men properties that were going on at Fox, you know, they've reverted back now due to that big acquisition. And because of that, a lot of these shows are ended. Gifted is done after this season. Legion is already done mm-hmm. uh, after their next season. But Jeff Loeb piped up this week out of the blue to basically remind us that he's still there. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, threatening us with his existence. <laughs> yeah, and that he's st- that I still control TV, damn it. <laughs> I, I know it's not as popular as the movies, but I control the fucking TV. <laughs> and uh, he said there that he is open to the idea of more Marvel shows on uh, FX in the future. Obviously, Legion is on FX right now. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I mean, you know, it's a nice prestige channel. FX has done lots of shows I've enjoyed. It would be nice that they wouldn't have to sever that relationship, even though Legion is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what would be good for FX? Hey, if you loved Legion, the show of a kind of mutant superhero guy uh, who dealt with mental illness and insane asylums, you're going to love Moon Knight coming to FX very soon. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd, That'd be a very good replacement. Yeah, that I, I would watch her. The thing is, like, FX, I don't think they, they're not, like, hard edge or anything and with with moon knight you kind of need to be pretty hard edged i i i used to know the answer to this that there's certain rules where it's like you can't have f-bombs but you can have this much violence and you can have this much whatever but again they i i think they're harsher on swearing than they are violence yeah which doesn't make any sense to me yeah, well, that's classic American thing there. You know, what's what was that joke from South Park, the movie? And remember, everyone, horrible, deplorable violence is okay so long as no one says any dirty words. Yeah. And when you're out there and a Canadian charges you with his hockey stick, you remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Uh... That's FX thing. I mean, it'll be interesting in the future. I mean, there's there's going to come a time, if the comics are any uh, indication, where they're going to have so much goddamn X-Men, they're not going to know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, I would be totally fine. Have a movie team with all the AAA characters everyone loves, and have a TV team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I'd really want just them to continue Gifted, because Gifted is actually pretty good. 
It is. It's really good. It's maybe one of the best interpretations we've had. And they do it with all, like, the second-tier X-Men. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's why it works so well. Um, it's a great proof of concept where it's like, no, 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 you can do this. You don't need Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast on television. You There's a whole world of X-Men characters you can work with. Yeah, I, I really want them to continue that. Uh, I haven't caught up on uh, the most recent season. My couple episodes behind, but Me yeah, it's, it's been really damn good. And it's a shame it's going away. You know what you need to do? You need to have, uh, what is it? You need the movies to be them being superheroes, hanging out with the Avengers, fighting crime, and all that other stuff. The TV show should be X-Men Academy. It should be like mm-hmm. X-Men Evolution, where it's like, no, they're, it's the class that is going to school, and their main goal is to one day get called up to the main uh, X-Men team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That way you kind of have this meta text in there where it's like, man, if I'm good enough, maybe they'll call me up from TV to the movies. <laughs> and you can do that, too, because you own all of it. And I think that would be fun to see that. It's like, hey, we saw this character grow on TV, and now here they are on the movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. That's my pitch. Yeah. You know, that one, that one's free Marvel television. The next one's going to cost you. <laughs> and by cost you, I mean uh, we can work it out. <laughs> Do you have stock? Can I have some stock? <laughs> I'm the guy who couldn't figure out chords on my computer. Surely I can figure out stock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I paper cut myself. I got it in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get this stock in my eye? <laughs> uh, now, our next story is actually Star Wars based. I'm going to let you run with this one, Matt, because I didn't really understand it. So I'm sure you will. All right. <laughs> Uh, apparently there was some leaked concept art everyone says has to be from episode nine Mm -hmm. and it featured an older lando calrissian wearing basically what lando is wearing in solo yeah yeah and this actually confirms like like a couple of months ago there was like uh like rumors and leaks uh going around of um uh like all like all these new aliens and then lando's going to be in the movie and he's going to be wearing something like this and then this this comes out and kind of confirms it yeah he's like wearing like he's that yellow shirt he wears in uh in solo and he's got like a long cape on i think he's got a cane as well which is really cool i mean it makes makes sense so much of the you know meta text and the meta plot of this new star wars trilogy is a younger generation inheriting uh important lessons and important stuff from the previous generation so yeah let's let's see what old billy d's got to impart on us yeah and i I hope his role is big and not just like a very small cameo he's in part of the original trilogy he's got to be part of this he is and i mean it's it's sad to say you know we we lost leia so you know maybe he can help fill that role somehow hopefully yeah and um yeah we we got to look at like all the other characters we got to look at I don't know whether you saw Poe Dameron's look. He looks very much like Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that might be cool. I know uh, uh, it would be fun, too, to see, you know, kind of Billy D. Uh, what is it, bounce off this new cast, uh, especially uh, Finn. And no, I'm not just saying that because there was a time when they were the only black people in Star Wars. <laughs> Hey it's, hey, it's hard for you, isn't it? They didn't give me half as hard a time as they gave you. I just sat here and drank delicious Colt 45. <laughs> no, I want it to be where it's like, you know, hey, you know, you, you went from one team to another, and then, you know, you tried to ran, uh, run away before you really 
found something to believe in. You know, I, I'm always out for myself. You know, I'm everything you could be. <laughs> yeah, trying to tempt him, like, come on coming to my space gambling ring we'll, we'll start Yo. a mining facility and <laughs> he's just got a hundred get rich quick <laughs> yeah yeah you know i used to run a city in the clouds one time yeah and you won't shut up about it <laughs> <laughs> hey did i ever tell you about my droids <laughs> my buddy lobot yeah whatever happened to lobot he was a good friend <laughs> yeah is he still gonna be around are we gonna see old lobot <laughs> that'd be oh wait no uh we won't because he was in that lando comic and i think he died oh did he i, think... I was thinking like i was thinking like maybe lando like uploads into his phone or something hey here's lobot talk to him did he die oh no no he didn't die it was it it showed you how or like why he became like that robot dude with the weird headband thing right I kept thinking, I, I, I want him to, like, download his consciousness into something funny. <laughs> now we're together forever, you and me, Lobot. He's, he's, he's trying to bring back L3, and he just does it with, <laughs> with, with Lobot instead. Nice. <laughs> See? Th that's what's called bridging the canon. <laughs> now, our next story here, Matt, is uh, it's just kind of a little one. It's one I added because I thought it was fun and that I thought the fans would get a kick out of uh, Mankato is going to be celebrating and honoring the life and times of Stan Lee by creating a Stan Lee beer. I'm not much of a drinker, but I want to drink the Stan Lee beer. I drink it. Do they have a name for what it's called? Is it going to be called Excelsior? I, see, ugh, that's such a missed opportunity. I think they're just calling it the Stan Lee beer. I get the feeling they make lots of uh, beers honoring different celebrities. But yeah, if, if they don't call the beer Excelsior, then you are, you're, you're fucking up. You're fucking up at your job, son. <laughs> You know, I just every time you drink it, I can see the reviews now. Oh, it's amazing. It's uncanny. It's web of. It's every great adjective. <laughs> I mean, heck, that's that's definitely one. If I ever get this goddamn computer rig working, that's something to try on stream. Yeah, yeah. That I wonder, what would it taste like? That's a real good question. In fact, hey, if this you know takes off, what what other comic creators do you think should be honored with beers, Matt? I mean, our good friend Crazy Uncle Frank's got to have a beer, right? <laughs> He's got to have a beer, and uh, it, it, the first couple of sips will be really good, and then as oh, as yeah. the beer sits and and gets a little older after coming out of the fridge, it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> oh, why does it get more and more bitter every time? Why why <laughs> why do I keep coming back and drinking this? Oh, it takes forever for a new beer to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not worth it and like oh those first couple sips were so good but god i'm forgetting why i even liked this beer jesus christ <laughs> we'd have a tom king beer which would be a very nice immaculate bottle but it'd be empty <laughs> empty on these you, fuck, you fucking beat me to it matt <laughs> and then like we try and drink it and be like oh there's nothing in there and then people are like no it's not you're too dumb to get it the beer i'm like no there's literally no beer in here would you like to explain to me why there's no beer in here no i'm just gonna call you an idiot <laughs> <laughs> but i assure you this beer is very deep and robust and delicious <laughs> also it feels like the brewer left halfway through to go work at hollywood <laughs> yeah now someone else has to come pick up the slack but this new you know quick out of the gate gear is, pre is pretty good <laughs> uh, the the gail simone beer Ooh, this beer is quirky and good at twitter this, this beer asks the other beers if they like Marvel or DC more. And then some beers answer. Actually, I kind of showed my hand. That's actually a story uh, we were going to talk about later, actually. 
but yeah, Comet Creator Beers. That's that's a good game down in the uh, description down below. What would your ideal Comet Creator Beer be? <laughs> I'm sure there's some ones we're not even thinking of. No, no. Again, I, our fan base will amaze us with how funny they are and do half our job for us. <laughs> And actually, hey, I buried the lead, so let's jump this one right to it. Uh, Wendy's this week, in uh, response to a Gail Simone tweet, threw, threw down the gauntlet, Matt, and they have picked a side in what is becoming the fast food comic book wars of the 2019s, <laughs> the moment that will define our generation. Where where were you when Wendy's pledged Marvel, Matt? <laughs> where Wendy's has no chill. Their, their Twitter has no chill whatsoever. I, I do remember seeing that the first one I saw was was um uh who was it, it was Dan DiDio and and Jim Lee with their McDonald's uh, and their Burger King. That's the first one that I was saw. Their... <laughs> that was their big comeback and i'm like well played gentlemen i like it when comic books are fun like this we're not hurting anyone's feelings we're just having a good time <laughs> and somewhere mcdonald's and burger king are like we didn't even uh pledge a company and we got free publicity <laughs> yeah seriously the, the wendy's twitter page is great like whoever runs it and i'm sure it's many people who run it because that's the way you hire an agency but man they're they're on point because when people were getting mad at the wendy's twitter <laughs> which that's that's where we are in 2019 people getting mad at the wendy's twitter <laughs> for pledging aside to marvel the person or persons behind the wendy's twitter started kicking some real knowledge where they're like hey man we like all comics comics are cool we just stated a preference there man but you know what i'll i'll happily debate you sagas on hiatus like oh my god they're dropping references holy shit <laughs> wendy's twitter knows it's shit <laughs> And then someone like put back there, it's like a picture of Spider-Man eating a burger, to which Wendy's then reply where it's like, well, yeah, obviously Spider-Man likes Wendy's most. He has a thing for redheads, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a crossover. <laughs> Spider-Man meets the girl from Wendy's. Hey, hey, they've got like, the Justice League helped Jared from Subway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like, Doomsday eats the Snickers and all this stuff. And and flash helped out colonel sanders one time i think the, the colonel sanders of the multiverse <laughs> oh not just any colonel sanders <laughs> god fast food comic crossovers are weird yeah, they certainly are it got even weirder because then like little debbies of little debbie snack cakes weighed on ants like hey man you know all this uh, all this sidekick and all this tribalism man it's just meant to tear us down and keep us apart when we need to be coming together man it's so it's so hard to live in a day and age where you can't say you like one thing without making it sound like you hate another i'm like holy shit freaking little debbie snap uh, snack cakes getting quite profound all up in my feet i did i didn't think i would expect that in 2019 but this no. is the world we live in oh god <laughs> jesus christ so that's that's that story everyone i hope that was as good for you as it was for me <laughs> there's a there's actually a really good uh local canadian uh chicken chain called uh, mary brown's and they have these really really great fried chicken sandwiches they like I, I think it's them trying to do like their own take on Chick-fil-A where it's like you got the pickle but you can choose if you want to put the pickle in or out or anything. Yeah. It's really good. They're like 3.99 a sandwich and that's like, you know, very close to the pulp fiction like, you know, $5 milkshake, but damn it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the regular or you can get the deluxe with cheese and bacon and they follow me on uh, Instagram, Mary <laughs> Brown's Chicken and Taters. So if you're out there Mary Brown's Chicken and Taters, where where do you fall on this one? Do you pledge <laughs> Team Marvel or Team DC? <laughs> 
that's the real question. You, you as a corporate entity, the people demand to know. <laughs> We're asking the hard-hitting questions here, Matt. We certainly are. Never let it be said that the comic multiverse does not strive for truth and to speak truth to power, by which we mean fast food chains and which comic companies they prefer. Because <laughs> that's what here, that's what we're here for, damn it. And uh, speaking of comic books and just genuinely really good interneting, did you see there to uh, coincide and help promote the Captain Marvel movie, Marvel actually put together a 90s-style GeoCities website for Captain Marvel? I did, and it's absolutely amazing. Mwah, just mwah, right in the mic. That's oh, that's the lemon juice. That is, that's the <laughs> stuff right there. That gave me so many warm memories of dial-up internet in the '90s and going yep. to the Space Jam website. Oh God, yes, yeah, it's, so, it's still up. So good, yeah, it's still up. It's still up. They're getting ready for Space Jam Two. So, apparently, what what is Space Jam Two going to be about, Matt? <laughs> the same thing as Space Jam One. I <laughs> guess so. Set in. 2021 <laughs> yeah whenever it is and lebron needs to learn the essence of teamwork by helping the toon stars beat the new monsters <laughs> can we can, can we work in a subplot too about post-concussion syndrome in there as well because you know that's that's a sports movie thing that that'd be a bold move <laughs> lebron is is doping jesus oh no, oh, no. And, he's, and... He's, he's got bugs doing it too <laughs> Oh no, Bugs, get that needle out of your ass. <laughs> Those weren't carrots, they were really cocaine. <laughs> <gasps> I, hey, I need to be big and strong, Doc, if we're going to beat them monsters. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. That's the worst Bugs Bunny impression ever. <laughs> no, that should be that, illegal. That, 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 that was Bugs Bunny on, like, bath salts. <laughs> on bath salts. <laughs> They've, like, rotted, rotted his, like, his larynx, so... <laughs> hey you're not mel blank that's gonna be the saddest part of a new uh what is it a new looney tunes s project whenever you watch it's like oh these aren't the voices i grew up with Nah. like there's a new flintstones thing that hit the internet i i don't even think it went to sears i think it was like a failed pilot but someone found it and put it online mm -hmm. and it's like oh oh guy doing fred you're you're doing all right there's been a few Freds over the years. You're fine. I can almost not tell, but they got like Kevin Michael Richardson doing the voice of Barney. Oh, okay. That and don't get me fit wrong. At all. No, and like don't get me wrong. Kevin Michael Richardson is an incredibly talented yeah, yeah. actor, voice actor, an amazing mimic. But oh man, does he not sound like Barney? <laughs> that, that, who, who the hell cast him as ba Barney? <laughs> I mean, who who cast him as the Joker in that the Batman show? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. We don't it talk just, about just, that. It just kind of happens. And again, too, it's like, hey, you know, he's all the way up here and kind of high. And I'm like, mm, that's not what Barney says. Like, but Barney's more down here like this. <laughs> and again, I actually think they've gone through more Bar Barney voice actors than they have Fred voice actors. But again, it's just such a weird choice. Yeah. Maybe that's why the show didn't get picked up. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with the animation being god-awful. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that, too. Eh, that's... <laughs> That's a conversation for another day. The sad state of uh, animation on television for a lot of cases. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, I, I guess the thing that we led with on the thumbnail and took us to the very end to talk about, uh, we got to look at new Avengers costumes. Yeah, we got to look at the original uh, six Avengers, uh, all in their new Endgame costumes. Yeah, Hulk's got like the bodysuit going on. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't. People fucking hate it for some reason, but it looks pretty cool. And he looks it's, more like Ruffalo as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the Hulk subtly changes every movie. I think I, this is my theory. I think he looks more like because this is going to be like Professor Hulk. This is going to be the Hulk mm. that Banner is in charge of and Ben. It's got Banner's like smarts and everything. Right, I like. Which that. is why he looks more like Banner. And why he decided to put clothes on. Yeah, he just can't be. <laughs> Just can't be bare chest in it and uh, jean short cut off. <laughs> yeah, working in a science lab. Uh-uh, now you're going to cross-contaminate. Yeah, there's you. chemicals. <laughs> going to burn your Hulk dick <laughs> on one of these things, you jerk. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to call up a picture now to remind myself uh, what, what other interesting little changes there were. Uh, we got Iron Man in, like, his classic costume, like, classic, yeah. uh, like, comic one with, like, the... The gold arms and like the i imagine the gold legs we can't see his legs really um yeah we're, we're doing a bit of a throwback cap is wearing the the uh the chain mail yeah which is a nice uh nice little callback to the comics there we haven't really gotten that yeah also black widows is probably the most interesting because the costume looks very similar to the wasps yes it's been very much redesigned maybe this is her like hey i'm going into a fight i need a better type of suit i just can't be wearing latex i need like some yeah. actual battle armor but not only that on her wrist is one of the quantum shrinking mm. things that um they that we saw in like those uh uh set pictures that like yeah yeah they were wearing when they were in the like the battle of new york or something do we do we think again given what we probably know about this movie and it being based around time travel because obviously they recreated a lot of shots from the other avengers movies do you think that's that's like the time turner that's like the quantum leaper that lets her jump around in time i don't think it's that but i think it's it might be something where it's like oh this will like stabilize you in this time when you're not meant to be here it won't like right. it'll like make sure that you don't like disintegrate or something that's not bad that's not bad at all but yeah so that's uh that's your little insight there for avengers everyone yeah costumes look great yeah looking good look i they're subtly different enough but you know who you're looking at exactly uh now what else do we have yeah i, I guess with news out of the way we can hop on in and talk to what we read this week yeah and uh yeah it was a fairly sizable week lots of lots of different books yeah we had we had a tom king book not written by tom king uh a Tom King Batman book, but is not a Tom King Batman book. It's a Joshua Williamson book. Yeah. Yet also tying into everything Tom King has been doing, because this actually tries to get more story out of Sanctuary than just about anything else. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Batman issue 64 is the beginning of Joshua Williamson's, is it four parts? Yeah, The yeah. Price. Four-part story, The Price, and, yeah, it, it's basically him coming in and being like, all right, I'm going to make sense of all of this bullshit that you're doing, Tom King. <laughs> There, there is a lot of that let me make sense of this bullshit best yeah. i can yeah but even then like he's still harping like still in with those constraints where he's like ah oh, fuck i've got to have to write it like this because he's done yeah. this in this book and um but yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was an interesting story because we see batman he's um uh feeling the effects of the the events of uh heroes in crisis as well as what's happened recently in his batman book or maybe not what's happening because it's kind of leaves everything in the lurch a little bit there god help you if you've been following this or long and you're only a casual comic fan and you didn't know about this crossover they literally stopped that batman in dreamland story fucking dead and they're like and now for something completely different for the next yeah. four issues yeah yeah and um 
Batman's tired and he hasn't slept in many days, as we've seen in like multiple books uh, that happen because of he's getting hallucinations of Wally and Commander Steel and all the people that have died at um, Sanctuary because he feels making mistakes. And um, feels, to- feels way more to blame in this yeah, book than he yeah. actually does in Heroes in Crisis. In Heroes in Crisis, it seems like Tom King's going out of his way to blame like Superman for it. Because like everything about Sanctuary is kind of like Superman related. Like the robots look like Lana and Ma and Pa Kent that set on like, a farm, all this sort of stuff. But like here, it's like no, Batman's like the one behind it all. <laughs> and you know, eventually Batman has to talk to Barry Allen. He's giving Barry the slip because he's like, oh. Oh, you're probably going to want to talk about your dead sidekick and friend, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Batman, maybe if I run away, I can ignore this really awkward situation. Bear's like, you can't outrun the fastest man alive, Bruce. <laughs> well, not only <laughs> that, not only that, he's he's on a case in, in Gotham, or like he's been tracking this case, and the case leads him to Central City, where Gotham Girl, as we learn, has attacked the Flash Museum attacked several hero places yeah. apparently to try and get back to batman to which again i'm sure you're thinking but wait didn't but batman says in this issue oh i i had to bench her and i'm like but didn't didn't you do a bunch of shit with psycho pirates mask to try and fix yeah. her mind so she would be fine well i did a shitty job okay <laughs> yeah this is like one of those things where like i think joshua Williamson was kind of wrote into a corner by a tom king it was like well i can do this stuff oh wait no i can't because it's been said here that this has happened so i just benched it i i really hope the psycho pirates mask thing becomes important because that's mm. what batman used to get her head right the weird orderlies at sanctuary also seem to be wearing psycho pirate masks which no one mentions no. and no one talks about that's another thing in this book they mention like i think it was wonder woman who mentions like oh batman like he's run out of leads on like who killed the people at heroes in crisis which a means like oh we don't need to read heroes in crisis now that's like basically ended <laughs> like that we don't that's nothing now they've ran out of leads and b they haven't ran out of leads they had no. booster harley these people who sent the stuff to lois these weird, the tapes yeah the tapes the robots maybe someone looking like surveilling sanctuary all of the these, wall graffiti yeah all of these things and like none of that is like mentioned again that's like a tom king thing he wrote all that completely forgot about it and now joshua winlinson is kind of harping by that and it's like oh what do i do yeah well the story won't work without this so yeah yeah yeah, yeah but it's still a really good story because it actually it's ha- enjoyable. It, it gives like batman like some actual like human emotion you know something which that's is nice just void in all of other tom king's work I mean, he's still a massive liar in this book, oh, yeah. even when he's supposed to be opening up to the Flash. But like, all right, I, I can deal with, you know, liar Batman instead of just dangerous idiot Batman that we've been dealing with. Liar Batman is a bit more in character. Yeah, where it's like, okay, you know, Batman never tells the whole truth. He always keeps a couple cards close to his chest. Yeah, and as we learn out, uh, Gotham Girl is trying to bring back her brother from the dead by pumping him full of venom or uh, in my review i called it juice she's filling him with a bunch of mysterious juice green ooze uh the secret of the ooze he's gonna be a ninja turtle (laughs) 
the uh, the worst thing you can really say about this book, and I think this is such a, it, it's such a petty thing, but I think it really goes to show what maybe DC editorial or you know the higher ups thought about this book, where it's like, okay, this is the first Tom King Batman book to not be written by Tom King. Uh, give it art that's not as good as any of the other uh, art that Tom King got to work with. Yeah, still, I I I, I preferred this art though. I liked this art. It, it was it was very stylistic. It is stylistic, but again, it's like, ooh, this is so not Gerard's, this is so not Mankey, this is so not uh, everyone else that you got before this. Yeah, it, it kind of shows, like, they're kind of playing favorites a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's not, come on, if he's writing the Batman, but give him the Batman quality artists, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be weird dicks about this, because he had to run away to Hollywood for a little bit to write some secret project. Yeah. Are we going to have to review that when that comes out, whatever secret Hollywood project he's working on? <laughs> That's if it actually comes out. We don't know. Yeah. And maybe it'll be great. We don't know, because it'll be short, and it won't be 60 <laughs> issues, and it won't be a character <laughs> that oh, we... Uh, you never know. You could be, oh, this is going to be 60 episodes. <laughs> no. Again, uh, assumedly, it won't be a character that we are so familiar with and know so much about like Batman. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's something original. But again, I, I bet it will be about a cold, detached individual, maybe a professional, uh, with potentially suicidal thoughts and the strong-willed woman that gets him through it. Yeah, only to ditch him. And they only say each other's, like, half of first name. Or die, that too. That could also yeah. happen. Or both, yeah. Or both. <laughs> but yeah, the, the price part one was pretty good, and I'm interested to check out where it's going to go from here. Yeah, it, it was really cool. Uh, another thing we had this week, in very much the same vein as Batman, we had new Daredevil number one from Chip Zdarsky, his first brand new issue. I have read this. I haven't reviewed it yet, though. It is very. It's a very strong start, I it would is. say. Again, you want to talk about good art? The uh, the artist on that, uh, Chichito Chichitio. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to fuck up his name, but man, he's good. I've, I yeah. haven't seen much of his work before. Apparently, he's drawn some Star Wars comics before yep. this, but damn, he is a superstar in the making. This guy. Yeah, he drew Shattered Empire, I believe, and it looked amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's got the chops on this one. So we we pick up with uh, Matt Murdock not long after cheating death, not long after his little mini series there, Man Without Fear, which you didn't have to read because yeah, nothing wrong. I didn't read it. Happened. <laughs> I, didn't I, read I read. It. I read the first two issues and I'm like, this is kind of boring and I don't think it's going to it's a, <laughs> amount to much. The only thing you need to know is that Matt got out of his coma cheated death but he's going through physical therapy now and yeah. one of the things along with physical therapy is they're giving him painkillers and they make a very strong point in this issue that matt is abusing these painkillers and he is drinking yep. booze with them which he should not be yeah yeah he's kind of gone all, all arrogant and like kind of brazen a little bit mixing these Easy. drugs and alcohol He's, he's a little fucked up. He doesn't know if he's a lawyer anymore. He's picking up random bar women. He is in he is in a bad place, Daredevil. Yeah, but he still he still does go out as Daredevil, although he's not as good as he once was. No, whether it be the drugs, whether it be the fact that his body has not fully recovered yet, he he's making mistakes. It takes everything he can just to beat up a couple liquor store bandits. Yeah, something that like old Daredevil would have no problem dealing with. Would have taken them apart in two seconds, but he can't do it. And uh, what starts as stopping a liquor store uh, robbery leads to a liquor store fire, which leads to an explosion, wherein one of the bandits actually ends up getting killed in the destruction. Yeah, and it's all his fault. 
Yeah, it's all his fault, to which, of course, Wilson Fisk, who is still the kingpin and the mayor of New York, is way too happy to jump on and yep. seize upon as a chance to frame his most hated enemy, Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that they're bringing him back and bringing it back. I hope they bring back the story of Matt trying to bring down Wilson. Yeah, which was so strong in Charles Soule's run, and then yeah. it kind of, like, petered out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure it will. I mean, so long as Kingpin is mayor, they're going to have to keep uh, dealing with that. Yeah, the, the, the cool thing I liked about this is how different it was to every other chip sadarsky thing he's done like everything oh, yeah. else has been like kind of lighter. like lighter a bit of comedy here there's a little bit but it's like then there's like people dying and matt abusing drug abusing and all this sort of stuff he he flipped the dramatic switch this yeah. is the moment where he's like no no no. i am a writer of many layers i can do comedy i can do cosmic i can do everything but ooh, i flipped my dramatic switch and now look at me dramatic it up yep yep and also the backup in this was really cool i liked how it showed like seen as you'd see it drawn in a comic then how matt murdoch would see it Mm, yeah that was a nice touch uh i got the director's cut too which actually came with a bunch of great covers from daredevil history so that was a good purchase awesome Ooh, another thing we got to talk about they uh they introduce a new character too who they right out of the gate basically say this this is matt murdoch's new foil his name is cole north he's a detective from chicago who they've called in to deal with the superhero problem and he where matt murdoch's all about like ooh, i live in the gray you know i I bend the rules of man to serve the greater good because that's you know what my catholic upbringing would tell me to do and everything but detective north is the exact opposite of that he's basically like a straight-up knight's templar it's like the law is the law and only the law and yeah. i will i i will enforce the law he's judge dread he's basically fucking judge dread <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> to where i'm like oh you know are, are they gonna you know see the good in each other or is this one of those situations where it's like uh uh, is, is it like Les Mis where it's like you know murdoch you know you're my jean valjean and i will hunt you to the end of the earth I have a feeling it's going to be like that but i think there's going to be a term where they're like forced to work with each other and they're like mm. all right well you have your way of doing it i have my way we'll meet in the middle somewhere i i like that when heroes are given foils and characters who aren't just super villains mm-hmm. i like that i like that a lot you see that a lot in batman and i like they're kind of doing that for daredevil it's like no yeah. let's give him a hard-ass cop that's fucking up his life yeah but yeah this this is good i think daredevil is in very good hands shockingly still very low views on my channel i don't i don't know what's up with that yeah, people love daredevil but they don't like to read about him <laughs> they really do or they like to read about him after the fact like i had so many people asking like oh is the charles soul run good should i read it now i'm like you should have been reading it when it was coming <laughs> yeah. out why did you read it while i was putting videos out uh, every other week <laughs> yeah really daredevil and green arrow two of my absolute favorite heroes get dog shit numbers every time i don't know what it is they have popular tv shows they're huge in the pop culture but no one wants to read about their adventure it's it's the same with star wars everyone fucking loves star wars videos do shit (laughs) yeah i don't know what it is i guess because people are like well no i i have all the daredevil star wars green arrow i'll ever need it's right up here in my head i know the things i he's in he's got a costume he flies around you know because he's blind and everything i know yeah i know i'm fine and again too it's just like you know, man you know that tv show you liked so much this the, this is where it's from would you like to read where it's from <laughs> it's different and good all right whatever and and daredevil too one of the best successions of writers of any character ever 
some of the most critically acclaimed stories ever, some of the best collections ever, and yet no one no one wants to watch videos about stuff about individual issues. It's the damnedest. Yeah, yeah. All right, but now now that I'm done crying about first world YouTuber problems, <laughs> what uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, we had Justice League issue seventeen. We did have this one, man. This was an unexpected turn. It it was it was uh, again Scott Snyder does like great with these pairings he's doing in the Justice League. In this issue, we get Lex Luthor paired with Martian Manhunter because, as we learn out, they share a bit more than a bit more history than like we were led to believe. Yes, because we found out in the last arc, uh, what is it? Hey, John, you were kidnapped as a little babby Martian, <laughs> and we're part of this crazy experiment to try and recreate uh, Perpetua's half-human, half-Martian super soldiers, which, yes, actually, is where the white Martians come from. Those were, like, defective mixes. And I'm like, yeah. really? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That, I, and it, funny, that line is just, like, such a throwaway line that you're like, like but that whole, changes like, holy everything. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's just, like, one of the things, it's like, one of the huge revelations throughout this series has been, it's like, ah, oh, white Martians are a byproduct of human experimentation. Just, just mind friggin' blown up. They bring back the Legionaries Club, which was, of course, the one percenter rich dude club that uh, Luther's dad was a part of. Yep. Uh, we, we saw them, you know, trying to bring Starman uh, and trying to fuck with his life, which, again, they also imply that not only did they kidnap little baby uh, Martian Manhunter, they also kidnapped him from time to take him to where he was because that's the yep. thing they can do yeah 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 they kidnapped him from when when he was a baby on on and it, as well this is it's like perfect because someone like brought that up like wait doesn't this make that new martian manhunter series non-canon i'm like no it doesn't <laughs> yeah because we now have time that's what i was worried about too but I'm like okay good we've been we've established yeah, yeah. time travel and we established it before with starman so now the timeline can remain safe exactly it's perfect definitely thought out by scott snyder perfect um and yeah yeah it was just like him in martian manhunter in the present trying to convince luther not to release perpetua and doom like all of reality and everything um by explaining their connection thanks to his people who having a a ritual that gets rid of memories which is what happened to them yeah, we uh, yeah they they both had their minds tampered with, and of course Luthor, being the arrogant prick that he is, is like no one tampers with Luthor's memories. My memories are mine. Shut up. It's like no, the Blackhawks wiped your and your dad's mind, and I like that as well because it's like the Blackhawks wiped his dad's mind, which led his dad to become a drunk husk of the man he once was, which in turn made Luthor the man he is. Which once Luthor starts thinking about that, was like, wait, wait, I, I, I was a good guy once. I, I could have been a good guy. Wait, unseen hands fucked with me. So, so when I was a good guy but went bad again, I thought that was my own choice. But maybe it wasn't my own choice. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I was always meant to be good. But I'm leading the Legion of Doom. Fuck. <laughs> and I like that, like, because by the end of it, we we get Luthor who, yeah, is doubting, like, oh, am I like doing the right thing? Like, is this good or bad? Like, what's going on? It, it's really good stuff for Lex Luthor to make him this really complex uh, character. And again, that was one of the things I know you and I were a little disappointed about when they're like, ah, they're resetting him to be a bad guy again. But we liked him when he was good guy, anti-hero Lex there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now now they're kind of swinging that back over <laughs> now to where it's like, oh, is Lex, is Lex going to be trying to undermine the Legion of Doom now? <laughs> yeah, is he going to be, like, not become a hero but become, like, 
like a hero is and he sees it where he's working for himself and like stopping everyone an anti-villain because again his whole reason for starting the legion of doom was kind of like misplaced idealism where he's like yeah i saw a future where i unlocked the secrets of doom i Mm -hmm. took over and everyone is much happier living under yeah. me. Why won't you Justice Leaguers let me make everyone happy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as well, that kind of goes into the annual where the Justice League are kind of viewed as the villains because they're the reason, like, the Source Wall broke because they killed the Entropy Titan. Um, and they found out that the Titans weren't actually evil. Yeah. Uh, and they're the reason the Source Wall is now blown up and Perpetua is free and the galaxy sees them as bad news and everything. It's great it is again he's spinning so many plates snyder and yet it just works so well my my favorite thing is seeing luthor lie to brainiac where brainiac's Mm -hmm. like why didn't you bring back the martian why didn't you do this what did he tell you and he's like nothing nothing (laughs) brainiac shut up (laughs) be quiet you can't read my mind you're not that brainiac (laughs) (laughs) he's like but i could be though (laughs) i i love that idea of like this like weird working relationship brainiac and luthor have (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah that that's a fun issue i know some people weren't crazy about the idea of them drawing you know lines and parallels and you know building up the relationship between lex and another alien who's the last of his kind but not superman (laughs) it works so well though it does you know someone said something funny uh in the comment section i think they were quoting someone else but they said isn't it funny that superman's best friend is batman a millionaire you know playboy genius not unlike his most hated enemy uh lex and here you have a situation where it's like, oh, Luthor and his best friend as a child growing up was the last surviving member of a race <laughs> of aliens, but he forgot about that. And, like, Martian Manhunter has so many things that he liked but that he hates in Superman. And I'm like, yeah, wow, that is interesting. I, I wonder if if they'll actually – if he'll actually do something with that. Was like, these are very similar. This is maybe something that's drawing Lex to these people. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot yeah that i i'm really interested to see where he's gonna go with this justice league is good it's i would again i say i say it every week and i'll say it again it's the one truly must read dc book that's mm-hmm. coming out right now yeah yeah few few books i'm saying about that now but that's definitely one yeah uh what else do we, oh I, I mean i guess we talked about justice league so we should talk about avengers have you read avengers 14 yet i have yes vampires matt vampires, yeah, vampires everywhere yeah I was, i've been waiting for this issue since this uh, we got is that last issue bursting. yeah oh my god it was so cool <laughs> it was man if you like cool blade doing cool ass vampire hunting shit you're gonna like this yeah th- then that's like all it was they're like go go to transylvania hunt down uh this civil war that's happening there with the the shadow shadow colonel who has man thing like on his back yeah, they never explain that he yeah. is a little man thing. Yeah, and he's got uh, this this huge army that's been assaulting uh, Dracula's uh, realm uh, since he wants to take over from Dracula and his, yeah. his League of the Unliving. Yeah, it's just like and I, again, like Jason Aaron's been like making all of these like teams. Like we got the Avengers, we got the Challengers of the Deep, we got um, uh, who are the the Russian ones? The uh, the Winter Guard. Winter Guard, uh, and now we've got these vampire teams <laughs> even the vampire we got yo dog i heard you like super team so i put super teams in your super team so you can super team all your super team 
I, I really like uh, the Shadow Colonel's design. He looks like a freaking Hellgast. Yeah, yeah, he looks so cool. And I like that they kept his identity secret, which makes me think he's going to be someone important. Yeah, they wouldn't build that up so much. It's like, haha, Blade, I'm actually your mother. Or haha, Blade, I'm actually, like, you know, Dracula's kid or something. What if they bring, um, uh, who was, who, in the movies, who was that guy that was working with, with Blade? Yeah, oh god, what the fuck was his name again? He had a funny name. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. What, like, what if it's, like, him, the one who taught Blade everything and, and all that? That'd be pretty That'd cool. Be cool. I'd like that again. They could do some shit like that. Oh, we know he's a vampire, though. We know he's a vampire, though. Yes, they made a solid point of saying that he is definitely a vampire, but we can't take his mask off or shit will blow up. Yeah. I uh, They're giving Ghost Rider a lot more to do, too, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, and I like how they tied him into that plot as well. They finally mentioned Eli Morrow. Thank you, Jason Aaron. It sounds like you may actually have boned up on some of this. <laughs> it's not a haunted car. <laughs> yes. Well, no, it kind of is still a haunted car because the trunk literally goes to hell. So they're yeah. throwing vampires in the trunk to go to hell. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it can't do that, but I'll give you that because that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the fireball special Ghost Rider gets in his car. She Hulk picks up the car and throws it. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that's a good move that's a good limit break i like that <laughs> but yeah just avengers number 14 good fun vampire times yeah it's, it's really I'm, I'm surprised they actually got to this really really quickly because that story where it was hinted at um where black panther met with odin and everything that seemed like this is what's coming in like a couple of issues i thought we we're going to yeah. go straight to the um uh this uh squadron superior and all them first yeah. before going here but i'm glad we're actually going to the vampire stuff first no this vampire stuff i think is going to be this is this is like the one and done one to like tide you over yeah, before yeah. we get into war of realms yeah yeah someone actually mentioned something interesting too and they said have they explained what's the deal with the golden hammer that thor is throwing around in the avengers book but not his main thor book and i'm like no no they haven't actually I maybe put, they will when they I just get to put, war of realms i just put that down to like that's thor's like favorite hammer i guess because they make a point of saying that the avengers book takes place further in the future than the thor book yeah yeah and yeah in the thor book we haven't seen it because he keeps like just calling in hammers when he needs them and they're all always different so I, don't, I don't know maybe maybe it's something maybe it's something that his father made because wasn't his father making yes that actually one? yeah there was a big yeah in the last thor book odin was all pissed off at screwbeard the forge dwarf he's like hey shut up i'm trying to sleep and get drunk over here fine okay you're not you're not gonna stop well then let me show you how odin one eye does it and then he got in and started building some so yeah that's probably the golden mjolnir yeah gold mirror <laughs> gotta give everything a fun pet name <laughs> I'm so excited for War of Realms because yeah. that really feels like a payoff. It's a story that Jason Aaron's been writing for six years. It's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to have to reconvene and do a, and this is everything you need to know, <laughs> six years worth of material. Yeah, 12-hour video. <laughs> we have changed jobs. We have moved. <laughs> we have done so much stuff since Chase Aaron started doing this. I've lost a bunch of weight since then. <laughs> lost a bunch of hair <laughs> we were very different people when all of this started <laughs> but yeah so that was that was avengers and avengers was really cool what else did was, you have matt uh we had young justice issue two 
we did kind of a much slower focus piece issue i like the idea that bendis kind of wants to give every member of the team a chance to shine and everything i maybe wouldn't have let wonder girl be the first one out of the gate even though i understand she probably needs the most work and the most retconning well see i think you did that to keep people reading because he knows everyone just wants like as my comments aren't anything to go by everyone wants goddamn superboy straight away and he's, everyone... he's making people work for it everyone is that bit from the simpsons when are they gonna get to the superboy factory <laughs> that's exactly what it was that's exactly what it was um yeah yeah as, as you said it was like an it was introducing or reintroducing these characters to a new readers and old readers who haven't read anything since like the old young justice series or teen titans series yeah and yeah that's that's all this issue is is mainly about cassie like telling zeus to you know i'm not going to be part of the pantheon until i earned it and apparently zeus is dead in like the main wonder woman book yeah. they actually make a point of saying this takes place before wonder woman 48 and i'm like okay can that quash the thing everyone's saying this book doesn't take place in canon if it didn't take place in canon why did they add that yeah yeah i i, I got kind of confused with that and i'm like wait he's dead in there and then i saw the little thing i'm like aha okay um, also too where he's like and you know my granddaughter I want to give you these items of power to go with your bracelets I'm like you mean the bracelets that she stole in New 52 Teen Titans because she wasn't gifted them she took them uh, that's not a thing now <laughs> we don't know and no one cares because the less we talk about New 52 Teen Titans the better yeah I did get a good laugh though like uh, when, she, when Ginny confronts her she's pointing a shotgun at Cassie and Cassie's like you're not part of the Teen Titans. I'm like, have you seen the Teen Titans recently? She would yeah, be, exactly. she would be the, the leader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A darker, grittier, crueler. Let's lock people up in a black site prison. Oh yeah, she she'd be warden of that. She'd be walking around <laughs> like taking horrible Abu Ghraib pictures. Is what she'd be doing. <laughs> She'd be that person. Yeah, you're right. She would fit in on the Teen Titans. Also, too, what, what, what do you mean, Teen Titans? Like, yeah, you, you were a member, but no one can remember you for some reason. So people are saying you're Zatanna, even though you're younger and have a totally different hair color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one seems to remember who she is. And it's like, no, 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 no Brian, people don't remember who Connor is. <laughs> he got deleted from time, not her. Yeah. Oh, New 52 didn't happen. New Fifty Two didn't happen again. This is this is I, as I Bendis know it, and I Bendis call it. <laughs> but you know, it was a good issue to reintroduce it's her, fun. and yeah, we didn't get much of the Gem World story except that Lord Opal no. was gonna try and kill everyone. For for as much shit as we give Bendis, and a lot of it deserve it in this day and age, I will say Young Justice and that last Action Comics are a pretty good indicator of the good he actually can do at dc see i think young justice is what he ultimately wanted yeah it feels that way yeah i think i think he feels like, more motivated i think he wants to write superman but also i think young justice was the thing that like he was gunning for i also think it's like a hey if i can turn this around though and i can give these characters back then people will like me yeah <laughs> people will like everything's coming up bendis will they though who will they make who will they have to blame for things then it is nice because like see ben, he... bendis gets blamed like for literally anything it's true he does something I mean... that that should have been like in that in that action comics where like lois talks to her father he does something that should have been done a long time ago and he gets blamed like for that being wrong or something <laughs> no. i mean i will give him credit for that it's like yeah that probably should have happened yeah 
if you know it is what it is uh but i guess you know speaking of young heroes i had the adventures of the super sons number seven this week i haven't read this one yet uh it's fun it's very brief it's uh john and damien locked up in what is essentially super space juvie Mm -hmm. yeah and just damien running around beating people up and taking over the super jail yeah do we get more of tommy tomorrow i'm glad they tomasi brought back tommy tomorrow (laughs) we shockingly don't tommy tomorrow drops them off at the jail and says i don't want to deal with these kids anymore and then he leaves i know i'm like oh that's too bad Especially, I wanted to know more about Tommy tomorrow. It's like, dude, you, you seem like you actually have, like, a Blackhawks belt and, like, a bunch of, like, super gear on you from other heroes and other yeah. places. Where'd you he, get those? He's a real big pull. He's a... Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I I, 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 want, I was hoping we'd get a little bit more with him. Maybe we will. It, maybe we will. Again, I won't spoil it too much. There's a fun bit, too, where it's like they actually time jump a little bit. And so, like, Rex Luthor has spent all this time in jail getting other alien criminals to convert to the gang and dress up like Earth supervillains. Oh, that's cool. So he gets this big bull woman. It's like, okay, you're Grundet now. <laughs> you're Solomon Grundet, all right? Okay, we're cool. <laughs> it, it's also kind of like a, like kind of a chance for Tomasi to go back to, like, writing more of a street-level Damien because uh, John gets locked up in solitary confinement because, mm-hmm. well, he's a super person. He can break yeah. out whenever he wants. So it's Damien just running around doing cool prison stuff. <laughs> you you all work for me now. Give me all your loose cigarettes and hustler magazines. Does he like melt a batarang into the end of a toothbrush? <laughs> no, but he should have. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> I was just reminded of that scene from, uh, what is it, Forgetting uh, Philip Morris, where it's like, look, and sooner or later, Robin, you're going to catch a beatdown. You don't got to win, but you do have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or you can suck their dicks <laughs> and damon's like nah no nah, that ain't happening i'm i'm, ca- I'm you're catching a beat down from me <laughs> and that's just basically the whole issue but yeah it, it was fun it was all right i i cherish every moment with a super sons book because i know that book is dead now yeah that ends on 12 issues the superboy we'll is still around though he is, but he's basically a totally different character now, and they've regressed Damien back to being a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. <laughs> so if they were to do a new Super Sons book, I, I wouldn't want to read it with these two characters as they are now. <laughs> it would be very strange. You know it would be really fucked up? They're like, hey, new adventures of the Super Sons starring Tim and Connor. <laughs> that, that'd be really cool. I, uh, Wait, people would, assist, would both at the same time fucking love that and hate and it. hate it. <laughs> Again, it's the author written by Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, <laughs> because then you I, I want that now just for the outrage. Oh yeah, I, I'd be right there with him. Like so, so you killed a good thing just to bring back this other thing, which was good, but you killed a good thing for another thing <laughs> <laughs> just because you could. But uh, yeah, that that was fun. Uh, I, I guess keeping with the theme of young heroes, the last one I read this week was actually uh, Champions Number Two cool how's that been uh really really good actually so in the previous issue they uh implied that miles had made a deal with mephisto Mm -hmm. yeah i remember you telling me about that and we didn't know why i theorized why and my theory turned out to be 100 percent correct and that is on their last mission to dubai uh miss marvel and viv fucking died oh okay they were killed when a Zazax, that uh, Hulk villain made of electricity, drops no. a building on them. Oh, no. 
Yeah, and like Amadeus show and Miles are freaking the fuck out. My, uh, Amadeus uh, had a device that was going to depower uh, Zazat, but because uh, of the fight there, he miscalculated. And they died, and they're like screaming in anguish, and they're holding their dead bodies, and it's really horrifying. And then, like, freaking Mephisto, it's like, ooh, did I hear the sounds of anguish? <laughs> My ears hey, are you burning. Know what? My ears are burning. Hey, you know, when superheroes suffer horrible tragedy, I just like to stop by. <laughs> it's it's literally that and it's like you know i could help you and the boys aren't stupid they're like no you're, you're fucking mephisto you're you're the goddamn devil we're not gonna make a deal with you you're gonna like take away our souls or make us ghost riders or something and he's like oh kids come on making deals for souls that's like so five minutes ago i don't do that anymore <laughs> But I do want to help you kids, though. Tell you what, if you make a deal with me, I will rewind time to the beginning of this fight. You will remember everything, and you will be able to make the proper calculations and save who needs to be saved. How does that sound? <laughs> and and this is where the, the story gets really interesting and where I think people aren't really giving Zub or indeed the characters the credit they deserve. Uh, Amadeus says no, even though he's the most torn up, and it was arguably his fault. Yeah. Miles does not blame him for this, but Miles steps on in and makes the deal for the both of them, which explains why Amadeus was all up in Miles' face in the previous issue, because they remember and no one else does. Yeah. And because of that, they're able to save the day, save Viv, save Miss Marvel. But here's the twist, though. As they pull back on, like, the wreckage of everything in Dubai, one of the people that Miles had managed to save before time got rewind is dead now in the rubble so literally miles got tricked into trading life for life with the devil <laughs> and it's like oh my god and like this is killing miles as we saw in the previous issue and it's already like driven a massive like wedge between the team and they don't even know this and it's like oh oh that's what mephisto wanted that's why he didn't ask for a soul he just wanted to try and break them up because he knows once it's revealed, oh, Miles made a deal with the devil. Even if he did it for a good reason, that's going to fuck up this team that was doing so much good. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what a great devil plan. Yeah. That plan is really good. In fact, if they even go a step further and Mephisto's like, haha, I was the one who sent Zazat to Dubai for just that reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see them doing that. Like, I'm such a dirty cheater. I've been cheating you since the very beginning. <laughs> it's so good, I'm not even going to question being like, well, wasn't Mephisto locked up in Vegas after the end of Damnation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, other, apparently other bro books broke that before. Apparently Deadpool had him show up, and apparently, like, Scarlet Spider had him show up, too. Oh, okay. So you can't blame Zub for breaking continuity because other writers did it first. Yeah. After, after two writers, it's free to break whatever canon you want. <laughs> That's the rule. That's the unwritten rule. Yeah. But yeah, Champions is good. Champions is great. Unders up. Love that cool. guy to death. I like that it's the young team, but he's not giving them like young people problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giving them serious adult problems. And again, with Titans being kind of in the crapper right now because they're going like, you know, too dark and like too grim and gritty. I like that this book finds a happy medium and actually, you know, deals with the characters and doesn't regress them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's good, good shit. And also, you know, it's a nice Canadian doing good in the world, so I'm happy for him. <laughs> Did you hear he's going to be co-writing Iron Man now? Yeah, I heard that. that. That's actually pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he's going to be doing. Same, too. Uh, I like the idea of, uh, what is it, uh, Dan Slott having to work with someone else. 
I like Dan Slott, but I like it even more when he has to be. I think some of his best work comes when he works with people like Christos Gage and he has to be, like, you know, uh, accommodating to someone else. Yeah, as evidenced in, like, Spider-Geddon and stuff where he he did, like, the general story output and it was, like, Christos Gage and other people who kind of, like, refined it. Makes me wonder, too, if he's bringing in a co-writer, what does he have planned for Fantastic Four or something else yeah. coming down the pipeline that he needs to do more things? Yeah, mm, interesting. <laughs> also speaking of Zub, uh, Avengers No Way Home comes out this week. It does. I'm so excited for that, especially after or, No No Surrender. One of the best events of last year, maybe one of the best events we've had at Marvel in a while. Yeah, and, and since this team is using Hercules, I'm all for it. Me and you love Hercules. We're big old Hercules marks. The man <laughs> deserves more. He does, goddammit. His Abnet book was amazing. It, oh my god, it was so good. And dead before its time. I, I love stories about lovable schmucks trying to make good. Yeah. Because I am myself a lovable schmuck trying to make good. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was everything I had this week, Matt. Did you have anything else? I did. I had three other books. Um, oh, wow. Holy shit. First one. Uh, is a new book called Gunhawks. Oh yeah, see, I picked this up but didn't read it yet because I love Wild West. I yeah. know it was an old Marvel book back in the day, and it's its anniversary, so it gets a special one shot. Yeah, I love westerns too, and that's why I picked this up. And yeah, it's a um, it's just a one-off story uh, about uh, a sheriff called Dean the Dead Man Donnelly, and um, nice. we just get to see him sort of doing his sheriff duties in Arizona in 1914. He's running off bandits and stuff and as the story goes on we learn more about these bandits are actually specifically coming after him because of his time as a hired gun during the mexican revolution mm. um they're they're like a band of like female soldiers um Ooh. that are coming after him because they like uh laid waste to the town and everything uh so it's just like him having to like deal with that as well as like his wife has just moved into this into where they're living in clearwater uh, so she's sort of like in danger and they want to run and all this sort of stuff and then yeah the it's just like one of those one shot one one and done issues where like at the end uh dean goes off with these bandits because he knows that if he goes with them the town won't be uh caught in the crossfire it's also a nice place too to be like would you like to read more should this be a series yeah, exactly exactly if each each book was like just like a one and done story so it's like an anthology series that'd be perfect uh, the, the west lends itself to that really well uh this book did as well it had all those those great like hallmarks of a western had like shootouts had like the the sheriff who was once like maybe not such a good guy and he's trying to make up for that and oh yeah just really cool did it have brothels and tinkly tonkly pianos it didn't have tinkly tonkly pianos but i think it had brothels <laughs> There you go. That's all you need right there. <laughs> ah, wholesome stuff for the whole family. No cussing, just drinking, fighting, shooting, and tripping horses with wires down by the brothel. <laughs> That's why I love the Old West. Yeah, and, and I think people really liked it as well, obviously because like Red Dead Redemption 2 recently came out and was a big hit it's and everything. So, yeah, it's a good time for Western stuff at the moment. Let this come back and do good so Jonah Hex can come back and do good. <laughs> yeah. He's coming up in Super Sons. He is. Can you believe in the New 52 there was a book called All-Star Western that not only starred Jonah Hex but a bunch of other Wild West characters from DC and it actually ran for a fair amount of time? It was probably one of the better things of the New 52. 
it was because Jamie Palmiotti and Justin Gray just wrote it like they never stopped because they're the only people who have been writing Jonah Hex. <laughs> it's been forever, DC. Let uh, Palmiotti and Gray write more westerns. Yeah, we need like a doomsday clock, but for Jonah Hex. <laughs> yeah, He's the one behind we... everything in the universe. That's the one. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan is like, and this scarred cowboy will bring everything together. Uh, he's the one who will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because why not? <laughs> You, you, you can make some BS deep thing there where it's like, ah, yes, and this deconstructionist superhero thing about Cold War paranoia was killed by a Wild West character <laughs> that kept that kept comics alive in between the time superheroes were and weren't profitable anymore. And it's kind of a play on, like, Reagan because he was a Wild West-like actor. <laughs> Holy shit, there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> it all fits. It all fits. Matt, if that's how Doomsday Clocks ends up... <laughs> Pissed. oh shit now now gary frank's gonna hear this he's gonna have to redraw the whole thing and now more <laughs> delays are gonna happen <laughs> damn it damn it comic multiverse figured us out again we gotta take it all back we're the reason we're the reason why there's so many delays we keep figuring it out after each year and like Fuck, we've got to keep rewriting it <laughs> man doomsday clock just man <laughs> and it is I mean, it sure is art that's delaying the book i have no idea why Again, is Gary Frank chiseling all of these into stone <laughs> yeah. and then carrying them by hand to the printer? Yeah, he's got to carry them up Mount Vesuvius and, and cast I them mean, into the volcano. And <laughs> Jeff Johns is there, cast the tablets into the fire, Gary Frank. It's the only way. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a good-looking book, but I don't know if it's worth all these delays. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, so Gunhawk's good. Yeah. I'm glad I picked it up. I'll have to read it. Gunhawk's was good. My second last book I read was actually kind of two since I read them at the same time. Uh, and that was Flash 63 and Flash Annual 2. Oh yeah, lots of shit happening with the Flash. Ooh, lots of shit. In issue 63, he's continuing his um, uh, Force quest. Um, and he, he's found a bunch of people uh, who have the Force uh, powers uh, all these different ones he, in this one he found a guy called psych who has the stage force and cool. was, and was duped into thinking he was an argus agent who was undercover in zandia which is uh basically dc's version of madripoor <laughs> uh which has been run by roulette and he, what good he, call i always liked her yeah and what we learn is this guy isn't an argus agent he's just a thief who uses the mind powers of the sage force to steal supervillains secrets and blackmail them with them hmm. uh obviously flash has a big thing against that because he's basically hurting people when he does it because his powers like basically rape their minds mm. um, you don't want that no and on top of all that we get gemini who have been these these two couples that have been hunting flash because they want to they crave the speed force power they have powers of their own and they crave the speed force power and they're like sort of like force vampires mm. uh, and we learned that they're actually immortal they're from the 40s and they found like a secret lab mm. that was testing multiversal energies and they used gauntlets they found in that to suck the energy from other force users to stay immortal um and yeah they all God, I... they all end up getting into a big fight and psych almost kill or he actually does kind of kill uh, the male gemini basically makes him go comatose uh, but what happens is because the male and female gemini are connected his mind goes into hers and she goes like crazy so she has to be locked up in arkham 
God, I gotta start reading Flash. You always it's make so it sound cool. so damn interesting. It's so cool. It's so cool. But um, the interesting thing is that Flash learns from Psych before Psych escapes. Um, is the um, fl- the forces that Flash think are all sort of like protectors of the universe aren't. They're actually fighting each other in order to get something called the Forever Force. Oh. And we don't know what the Forever Force is, but we know that the. F- the speed force version locked away all of the other forces so he could hmm. take, take the force for his own and because of that psych goes against flash and decides to fight him for the forever force forever force sounds like a great 80s car too yeah it does doesn't it <laughs> john rambo and the forever force he man and the forever force <laughs> on top of all of that uh Flash learns that Gemini, obviously, they'd been following them since they went to Gorilla City, like, issues ago. Um, and they find, they go back to Gorilla City and they find the whole place, like, massacred. And they wonder what the hell happened. And Barry realizes that Hunter Zolomon has gotten out of the Speed Force. Uh, he's And he's dressed in, like, the old original Flash costume. Um, and is he sees, because he sees himself as the Flash right of course yeah and he he went and like butchered them and took all the the details on the uh the forces and everything has been feeding information to to gemini to like stop barry in his force quest that's that's interesting hunter zolman helping out the gemini's not unlike how on the tv show right now uh wells flash of the future there is helping out the other character yeah 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 and that connects up into the annual because at the end of that issue uh that's when barry finds out that wally west has died uh, oh so the oh, an- oh only now is that catching up yeah so the annual which came out this week or last week um it kind of goes through the throes of that like what's wally how like how is flash dealing with this and he deals with it by running into the speed force because he thinks wally's got to be in the speed force he's got to be somewhere how does flash <laughs> solve every problem <laughs> yeah. by running into the speed force yeah. oh without a milk time to run into the speed force <laughs> yeah I'll run back in time and get more milk I stubbed my toe. Time to run back in the oh, speed no. force. Oh no! Myself. I caused flashpoint again. <laughs> Damn it! Um, but he doesn't find Wally in there. Instead, he finds Godspeed. Uh, oh yeah, the villain from the very first Joshua Williamson. Yeah, who uh, has come back and instead of he's not really being a villain, but he's he's made it his his life's purpose to fix all of the messes that Flash has created and will create. Um, <laughs> kind of like the time race from the show. Yeah, and. It, uh, he's going to do that, and obviously Flash has to stop him. On top of all of that, we get more stuff from Bart Allen, uh, who is mm-hmm. is racing around the world, and he can't find anyone he knows, or no one seems to know who he is either. He goes to like the Flash Museum, and it's like all of this is kind of right, but something is missing, and he doesn't know. And apparently, he was stuck in the time for in the Speed Force with Waltley at the oh. same time, so and so he knows something's fucky is going on um huh. but he stops that to go and be in the young justice <laughs> <laughs> but he stops all that to go on a fun field trip it, to gem world y'all yeah that, that's kind of what it is because he's like okay, i'll solve this but for now i've got to go find my friends and then it says read young justice issue one <laughs> Which, which boy sure is lucky that all of his friends just happened to be in Metropolis at the same time he was there. <laughs> yeah, um, but the book is really emotional when when Barry has to come home and he has to tell Iris what's happened to Wally. And um, instead of, like, realizing what's happened, she gets, like, really angry at him. She's like, go to, go to hell, go get Wally, go to heaven, go find him, use the Speed Force, get him 
you know, bring him back to life because we they just got him back. Yeah. Like with her realizing who he is and everything, because she didn't for the longest time know who Wally West was. She only hey, knew she who Wallace like, was. It just hits me. Hey, she sounds like the fan base. Hey, bring him back. We just got. <laughs> I don't care what you have to do. Just bring him the fuck back. That that's what it is. That's that, that's exactly what it is. A really great, really some really great panels in there. Um, but yeah, the book ends with like them sort of defeating Godspeed and Godspeed seemingly working for someone. We're not sure who. Uh, but I think it's the person, I can't remember what I told you, at the end of Flash War, there was, like, a crate that was, like, busted open from the inside, and the crate said something like Crisis 2 or something. Oh. And it, I think it's related to that, because we, we don't see who the person is. It's the anti-monitor. Yeah, it, it's so, Superboy Prime, someone like that. It, who is Flash's greatest foe? Well, I mean, you know, he died during Crisis on Infinite, so maybe the anti-monitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have no idea who who that person is we just get to see like their feet and they're like made of energy or something which you know arguably the anti-monitor can be because he's got that big suit of armor yeah like th that's a fight flash needs to win i need to beat the anti-monitor to prove i can <laughs> need to suck him right in his stupid head <laughs> <laughs> man you know you make flash sound so good i i got a big plane ride coming up at the end of the month there i feel like that's what i need to read I feel like you probably could jump on like just at this Force Quest thing because the Force Quest spun out of um, uh, like the Justice League stuff. Right. I, do, I don't do things that way, Matt. I need to read from issue one to the oh, end. Oh, God, you'll be there for, for days. <laughs> but it'll be good from what you seem to tell it me. Is, it's a, it, that and Justice League are two, the two books that everyone should be reading. And everyone yeah. just like sleeps on Flash. It's like, ah, it's Flash. They really do. We talk about this every time. Yeah. They do nothing to promote Flash. Flash gets no real crossovers, except for this Batman thing, but they're all stories about Batman and not really about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with so like, they give the you buttons. no incentive. Yeah, they give you no incentive to go read Flash's book. Yeah, but they you really should because it's like it's so good. It's so it's like they and they seemingly they're they're like the last book that seemingly is doing stuff related to Doomsday Clock. Like, this stuff with, like, Bart Allen and stuff with him saying, oh, something's happened, what's, you know, this universe isn't right, something's, someone's done something to it. Like we, It's also we, maybe the last book that has the same creative team from DC Rebirth onward. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, Joshua Williamson's been writing from, like, issue one. I think there might have been, like, an issue where, like, it was just, like, a fill-in, like, a one-shot fill-in, but, like, yeah, for a good 60-odd issues, he's been writing every issue. I, I think the only two are literally the Flash and Batman are the only ones from DC Rebirth onward that have had the same writer. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I think everything else has changed. Yeah, which is yes, really strange. That they're the two. Yeah, you, you would think that like like Superman would have like a mainstay writer or like Justice League or someone, but no. Well, you see, we, the, the reason that Flash got to keep the book for as long as he did is because, you know, we have no fancy stunt casting writers to put in there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's why. If Kevin Smith decided out of the blue he wanted to write The Flash, I'm sure they'd kick Williamson right off and let uh, Kevin Smith write it. I would really hope not, because I, I really hope that DC realized that, that Joshua Williamson is, like, one of their last great writers. He's very he's very unsung, isn't he? He is. He writes he writes a good Flash. Writes a good Flash. Wrote that great Justice League versus Suicide Squad mm -hmm. event that I think yeah. a lot of people forget about. Yeah, not only forget, but like when you hear that, you're like, ah, oh, it's just another versus book. But it was no, this it was, was a really good one. Good. It was really good. What happened to Maxwell Lord? They never, they never went back on that. They didn't, did they? No, 
No, Maxwell Lord is locked up by Amanda Waller, and he's like, you're going to help me with my next Suicide Squad, or, you know, Suicide Squad XX or XL or whatever. I mean, maybe he might be coming back in Justice League, because, like, Amanda Waller was involved for a second there. And... She was. That'd be fun. Ooh, to defeat Brainiac, uh, Amanda Waller lets Maxwell Lord. I was like, okay, you two fight. <laughs> then she jumps out a window. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, Amanda Waller away. <laughs> I'll live to be slimy and morally gray another day. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so is that it, Matt? Is that everything I, we have to talk about this week? Uh, one more book, and it's the big one I oh. wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, so this one was a bit... It's, I think it's a little one-shot. Might be more coming, maybe, if people pick this up. Uh, and that was the Marv Wolfman Man and Superman book. I knew that's what you were going to say. I haven't had a chance to read it yet because it's so big and long, but I did breathe through it, and it looked fun. It, it was really good uh again it's i wouldn't necessarily say it's not a superman origin it is but it's it's a it's a long part of part of that origin and that part of the origin is clark's coming to metropolis they uh, break it down into chapters where they're like you know the boy leaves home the boy comes to the city etc yeah. etc et yeah and he comes to metropolis and uh he has goals to like obviously get a job at a paper and uh, sort of help the people and everything but he begins to question those things when he sees just like like how bad the city is or like how is he able to even do anything in this city because uh, as we find out the city is involved in the thralls of this madman who's like holding the city hostage and if they're not paid five billion dollars <laughs> they will they will keep bombing the city and over the course of the issue clark is uh seen uh, responding to a bunch of like bombings like the first one's like in a like a courthouse and he just happens to be near there but he can't do anything because the police and everything already have everything on lockdown the next one everyone thinks that he is responsible because that's when that's like his first big action he tries to help the people but they all think that he is the one the, the mysterious flying man is the one responsible <laughs> for these for these bombings and because of all this and what he can hear out in through metropolis he begins to think, oh, maybe I can't be Superman. Maybe mm. I can't wear this costume and and do do something. But then it's not until Lois Lane, who is like the only one in the city who believes in that this flying man is helping helping <laughs> the city, is he tries to write an article, which is something I think a lot of Superman origins either A, don't do, or, e, or B, just breathe through. They, just, they forget the good he does as a journalist. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, they forget that, like, Clark is a good writer. He's not just, oh, he's a journalist so he can be close to the action. Like, he actually has a background in this. Like, and the pen is mightier than the sword sometimes. And, and that that's what's really great about the story. It goes into detail about, like, people saying, like, Clark, you're a really good writer. You should write. You have really good prose. You have really good wording and everything. You should follow this and that's what he does and he follows it and he writes an article uh, admittedly it's a it's like an article about him interviewing superman um <laughs> <laughs> which is cheating yeah which is cheating but it get, yeah it gets the point across um and things obviously get really dangerous once lex luther gets back into town because the the one thing these these villains didn't want is lex luther coming back that was like one of their like main points so he can't come back to town he comes back and all hell breaks loose and that's when clark finds out that lex is the one behind these attacks because of course he is and he's attacking the city so that his company can secure a huge 
uh, weapons contract with the government mm, to make everyone nice and afraid. Yeah, because like the weapons that are being used are like sophisticated, and he's like, "Oh, I can combat these with my even more sophisticated weapons. <laughs> uh, you just need to pay me like exorbitant contract fees." I, I, I like that's a classic supervillain plot, but also kind of timely in its own way, yeah, where it's like the only yeah. way you can stop a man with a ray gun is if you have an even bigger ray gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was really cool. And the latter half of the book is just, um, we only actually ever see the Superman costume once, um, which I thought was really cool. I saw that page, yeah, when I was flipping through. Um, yeah, the, the latter half of the book is just like Clark and Lois investigating um lex and trying to like prove that he's the one behind this and there's a great great panels where we get the first confrontation between lex and superman and you never see superman it's all from superman's point of view and lex is like scared out of his mind this guy's just like <laughs> broken in through his like skyscraper window and he tries like shooting him and nothing happens and reminded me very much of superman the animated yeah, series that's exactly what it was and he just says to him like if you fuck up again i'm gonna be here and you're gonna know who i am don't, don't, don't let me catch you slipping in these streets again, <laughs> L dog. I'm, I'm gonna make you hurt, hurt, put you in the dirt. <laughs> Superman out. But yeah, it was, a, it was a really cool story, and I hope, I think it might be just like a one, one and done. Um, but yeah, I hope it's, it's really good. It was actually a what Marv Wolfman story from ten years ago. He was originally meant to be published yeah. in Superman Confidential, but because of the New Fifty Two, that got cancelled, <laughs> and um, the book went into limbo. So he had no way of publishing it until now another really strange thing about this this isn't under any banner and not not under black label uh, i noticed anything that. it's just just got put out and i said in my review this would be perfect for like black label this is like a premium a story like put it out under the, you have this label that nothing is happening with is it is it really black label enough matt is there <laughs> enough dicks in it yeah the, Dan Didio coming out. I've got to draw some titties here and big titties yeah, here. Yeah, put some titties in there, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're is. mature. We're for mature adults, yeah. No, and then he send them off to the printer and then get outraged because there is a dick in it and have to, like, reprint it so there's no dicks. Yeah, really. Yeah, see, <laughs> maybe this is what Black Label should have been for prestige stories. Seems like you have lots of them, but you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, it's so strange that it was just, like, put out just like on a normal comic book day just you know put it with out. no real fanfare it, at yeah. least they put it out in a week where there wasn't already a competing superman book so yeah. maybe people just picked this up thinking like oh this is superman for this week well i hope they did especially with like marv wolfman writing it the art is real the art is really cool because it's it kind of imitates that like 80s 90s art yeah it does yeah it's really cool that's good yeah check, check that out everyone again i picked it up and i'm like i'll give this a look but then i'm like oh this is really long and i have a yeah. lot of work to catch up it's on 100 pages it's a 100 page giant yeah it's a big chungus of a book <laughs> but yeah so that sounds like that's the show everyone we hope you enjoyed it we hope you had a lot of fun i know matt and i always have a lot of fun doing this one we're we're back on sunday now so if you're a patron you're going to be getting it late sunday night yeah and that's something uh again be sure to listen to the show on soundcloud and itunes i know a lot of people have it's getting hundreds of views now and i really appreciate that one it's always nice to see those numbers and people enjoying it and downloading it and carrying it around with them cool uh if you want to support the show we have a patreon page you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month if you are that you will get this show first exclusively before anyone else in both audio and video 
that might be a little slow this week because of technical problems out the ass, <laughs> but we promise you're going to get it before Wednesday when it airs today, which is when everyone else gets to see it. So, yes, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed this, and we will be back again next time. See ya. Bye-bye.